goblins welcome to the october extravaganza episode ah, 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 ah. all right so um <laughs> hello everybody welcome back to the front porch i am your host ethan uh as you can tell it's our halloween episode pretty spooky right yeah you guys in the mood yet spooky <laughs> um with me are dane and Aubrey, two, hello, two uh, two spooky people, um, spooky well, lovers. Fair. Define yeah. spooky. Okay, I guess. well you're spooky, like you just look spooky. Oh, yeah, you're you're fine normally though. Thank you. Yeah, nice. And Aubrey, you're a, you're a witchy, witchy energy loving. Yes. Nice spooky person. This is my time of year when I thrive. Yes, I accept that. So I know that we were going to start this with <clears throat> ghost experiences and talking about the ghost in this office. Because as you can see, we are in our basement. The basement is very scary. None of us really like coming down here that much. But we figured for the Halloween episode, it seemed appropriate. I disagree. There's a bathroom down here I like to frequent. I know you like that bathroom. Hmm. And you're the only one that uses it. <laughs> so It's peaceful. Yeah. I don't blame you. But um, I know we're also on a time crunch because you have to leave soon. Soonish, yes. Soon so, would you like to kick this off with your ghost experience? Well, let's talk about you know you kind of teed up where we're at here. Yeah, we're in the basement of mm -hmm. our office here at Seven Thirty Eddie Studios, and what some of you may or may not know is we're not alone in this building. That, that's excluding the doctor. He doesn't count, but... Yeah, no, he's cool. Um, but he has also been here a while. And this basement is full of old medical records, history, items. Uh, I just threw some medication earlier that expired in 1988. Mm -hmm. a, lot of, a lot of stuff. There's a play school toy back there that should not be touched. Somebody touched it, and we told them not to, and it moved. Yeah, I don't know who it was, but um, God bless them. They're going to need it. Yeah. Godspeed. Godspeed. Um, but in terms of the occupants of the building here, there's a few of them, I feel like. Yes, there are. there is more than, um, there is more than just a doctor. Mm-hmm. There are things that exist in this building that are ethereal, things that are unnatural. Some may say supernatural. We're talking ghosts, baby. We're talking nitty gritty, travel channel, ghost adventures. Shadow people, apparitions, spirit orbs. We're talking ghosts. Paranorman, Frankenweenie style. That's what it's about. And with that, since we moved into the building, there have been 
unexplained things happening. Things going bump in the night. Mysterious lights on the security cameras. Footsteps when nobody's around. And I'll I'll do I'll say this. I may have been the first one to experience what has been happening here at the office. Yes, Dane has been here longer than um, Aubrey, Aubrey and I have. Um, so you've definitely had more experiences, I feel like. And it was after that first experience that everybody seemed to start experiencing random things. So the first time I had this encounter with this spirit. I was in the bathroom in the north side of the office here and you know I just wasn't thinking anything of the sort everything seemed normal and I believe I was by myself because it was after hours and I was getting ready to leave and I hear footsteps but not just footsteps but they were heels like like a woman wearing galoshes. You know, that type of sound. Mm. Very the specific. Pr- the problem, though, the sound emanated from the hallway, and the hallway's carpeted. The main right, hallway yeah. when you come into the building. It didn't dawn on me until maybe 10 seconds later. So I'm thinking, oh, somebody's in the main office. Uh, they forgot something, and, you know, they're just going to come in and go because I didn't hear. Anybody announced themselves or anything like that. There was nothing. So I'm like, okay, cool. And so I check the furthest end over where the project managers sit. I didn't see anybody. So I'm like, okay, they have to be out in the, out in the hallway, right? So I check the hallway. Nobody's out in the hallway. Nobody. So I, I just was like, okay, cool. Yeah, maybe I heard something and I just left it at that. And the following day, I'm talking to Andy, our CEO and founder of the business here. And um, he just kind of laughed me off and thought I was crazy. And then I'm like, all right, cool. I should never have told you. But then he started experiencing things not too long after that. And it seemed like the whole office starting started to experience one thing after another. And so with that, have you two had any odd observations, encounters in the office here that you'd like to share? I've had a few. But before I go, have you had any? Because you've been here the least amount of time. Yeah, I've been here almost seven months, and I've had a handful of things happen. Um, and this is no joke. Like, this isn't a Halloween gag that we're doing. Like, these things really happen in our office. Even, like, the energy down here is weird. Um, but my things, I'm a big energy person i'm super in touch with this kind of stuff so i guess it's not really frightening to me i can just kind of if i pick up on something it's like okay that's there and it just kind of is what it is um the first thing that happened i had come in a little early this is maybe two three months ago now i had come into the office early before anyone else got here just kind of going about my morning sitting at my desk and my desk is here and there's a door off to my right and sometimes the door is open and people walk by in the hallway and I'm standing by my desk and I looked up in the doorway because I swore somebody was standing there. Like either somebody just being like, 
hey, where's the doctor's office? Or the cleaning crew is sometimes here. And I looked up to say hi to somebody because I, there was like a figure. I felt the energy change in the room. You know, when someone comes in a room, you know that they're there. You can mm-hmm. feel their presence. Yep. It was just like that. I mean, I looked up to be like, oh, good morning. Nobody was there. And I just got not necessarily like a chill, but just my body reacted to that energy change. And I just kind of stood there for a second, like, okay, I'm the only one here. You know, it's morning, energies are adjusting, things are different, but it was definitely, I mean, I, there was, there was somebody mm. standing in that door. And that's kind of mm-hmm. most of what my encounters or feelings around here are, are like energy. Even kind of just walking past the basement door, sometimes being upstairs, <clears throat> you just kind of feel it. There's something else here. I've you could this basement is kind of two sided. There's a staircase that kind of splits the two sides, and there's definitely different feelings in different quadrants of this basement. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is there's a third part of the basement that we can access that's even creepier than the two here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I didn't know too much about what you've seen and felt and all of that when I started here. And I think when I first started, Andy brought me down here and didn't really say too much, but you come down here and it's like, oh, besides just a cold basement yeah. and then having personal items and medical records and things that belong to people especially people who may no longer be alive. There's definitely energy connected to some of those items. So like I keep telling people not to move stuff or take anything from down here because you kind of disturb that and you can take some of that with you. But there's definitely energy and and presences in this in this building. There's definitely a history, too, because we had some contractor electricians in a couple months ago. And um, <laughs> they were. I keep thinking I'm hearing the same thing too. We've Maybe. been down here a long time. They're getting restless. No, there's also Andy. It's obvious. <laughs> um, but we had these contractor electricians, and they were doing work um, in the basement over in the third creepy area, and um, they. They, they saw some items and they're like, oh, we're going to take these. And they just, you know, took whatever, I guess. Right. And so they came upstairs and they were doing some work with the breaker box over on the south side of the building. And they were. <laughs> I swear to God. He's playing the standing. same tricks we played earlier. He's throwing rocks no, and things you, down you the just stairs. Felt something different, didn't you? Yeah, it was weird. It felt like somebody standing behind me. Maybe we're uh, psyching ourselves out a little bit here. I mean, but, you are um, bringing it up. The more you talk about it, the more it's yeah. going to present itself because you're welcoming it to do that. I mean, you're not wrong. So these electricians, <laughs> they're working on the breaker saying. box. And one of the rooms, they were uh, fixing an issue with the electrical. And we jokingly said, ah, you know, maybe the ghost is responsible for some of the electric." electrical problems that we're having and the the contractor was like yeah yeah we know so the building has a history here in Zealand with the community apparently and they know about this building not much on paper though unless we check out the library and the archives I'm down. So, yeah so it was kind of interesting learning that part 
that there is a history here that the community definitely knows. And, uh, yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting, learning about that bit of history with the building. That's cool. So, um, but yeah, I mean, so Aubrey brought up some experiences. Ethan, anything you can speak of? Yeah, I mean, a few come to mind. Um, I guess regarding the girl that's most notorious, um, when I was set, I mean, I set all of this up today. I came into the office very early. I was the only one here. So I, I've been I've been down here a while all day. And I think normally coming down here is fine because you don't spend a lot of time in the space. You're you're passing through, you're not here like permanently. Um but I think because I've been down here a lot today, uh, activity kind of started popping up here and there. Uh there was knocking in the ceiling over there that I was hearing for a bit. Um and I thought someone upstairs was messing with me, but that's the doctor's office, and no one is in the doctor's office today. So, oh, really? The doctor's office? Yeah, that's where the right doctor's there. office is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, oh, cool. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're close today. Um, wow. This light above us, the blue one, was flickering, and they don't they don't do that. They have never done that. Um, so that was another big thing. Um, I don't think upstairs I've had any with the girl. I've heard about I've heard I've heard the monitor one Eric's monitor falling off his desk. Yeah, that's that's a huge one. Yeah, that was a, a big incident. That's a big big one. So the story with that is we were out of town a couple of years ago. I believe we were in Dallas. Yeah, we were in Dallas for one of our clients, and um, I think we were just checking the security cameras just because. I don't remember what the reason was we were checking them for, but um, the computer monitor that belonged to Eric, one of our editors at the time, had fallen off the table and under the table itself. And it's not one of those things where if a monitor falls off the table where it goes behind the table itself, and the table maybe had like a two or three inch gap from the wall, so there wasn't a lot of space behind it. But the monitor happened to fall off the table down through the gap, hit the floor, and somehow roll out underneath the table. It would have to take some kind of force to pull it underneath the table like that. And it landed face down. And it landed face down. Angry. And it feels angry. Hmm. Yeah. And on the security video, I don't think we can actually see it, but you can hear it. You can hear it. And it was a loud... Thud. Because I'm almost positive he got the audio he did. notification for it. That's probably what it was. Yeah. Yeah, because I think it may have set off the alarm even. Yeah, they were right? like, yeah, he was like, it was loud. Like, yeah. the security system was like, what the heck is happening? That's that's what it was. That's what tripped the whole thing. <laughs> and it just, we couldn't describe it. Like, how it was 2 o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah. Nobody was in the office. But the monitor, what, somehow managed to, like, crawl underneath the table once it fell through the cracks. Yeah, that one's nuts. That that's a, one of the crazier stories. That story's nuts. And then we on our security videos, we've seen like orbs of light floating, especially where Austin's Classic. desk used to be, like the old desk of his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that that seeing that just you know that's a trip. Yeah, and and the reason we say um, multiple occupants mm. because there there is a girl, but. 
this is a one that comes to my mind that I think is the creepiest one that I heard. Um, Dale, when when she worked here, um, her and I were desk buddies basically, and we sat by the windows on the north side. And she had gotten up one day to go to the break room, and she was she left, and she came back almost immediately. Like I mean. I was like, that did not take her long at all. I, I heard that one coming. <laughs> you by guys the way. know Andy. <laughs> and um, he's got to work on his scare tactics. Disregarding that. Everybody okay? <laughs> <laughs> we saw that. Jessica almost died. <laughs> Liberty. I love, I love how I'm like, now that was a human. It's not a big deal. Yeah. It's different. Um, <laughs> but anyways, Dale Dale left and came back super quick. Mm-hmm. And she looked mortified. I had never seen her look like that before. And I was, I like stood up because I, I thought something was like seriously wrong. And I was like, what happened? <laughs> and she asked me, she was like, she like pointed at me. She was like, were you just over there? And I was like, no. No, I was not. I think it was a day that like people were traveling, so there weren't a lot of people in the office too. That may have been, yeah. And she pointed at um one of our project managers at the time and was like, Were you over there? And she was like, No. Um and she was like, I was in the break room and I I just saw like an like an old man standing in the doorway looking at me. And he immediately was gone. Mm. And the doctor's office upstairs specializes in older patients. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was a Wednesday, so the the doctor's office wasn't open either. So no one was coming in. But I mean, that's one of the crazier stories I've never heard too. have never seen her look that terrified ever. Yeah. So I was like, you're not kidding. <laughs> you know, I will say with all the energy and whatever that we pick up, not that by no means am I an expert. I do tap into this kind of thing a lot, but it is a peaceful presence. I don't feel like anything is, you know, malicious or evil. It's kind of like there's just energy attached to this building and to these things. And I feel like we have just like a respectful, mutual understanding of sharing the space. Mm -hmm. And whether they mean to make their presence known or not remains to be seen. We may never know that, especially some of the early morning things that have happened outside of the normal routine most of the things I felt it does kind of startle you and jar you and it's uncertain but I've never felt anything malicious it's just kind agreed. of like okay that's here it's agreed obviously scary at first because you're like hey there was definitely someone standing there yeah. like yeah but it's not I've never felt like we're like in danger being here no it's just a little goosebumpy yeah you know and yeah I feel like the north side for me is where I feel the most of something in the room with me. The south side, not so much. Not even really in the basements. Not even mm-hmm. the podcast studio. But really, it's the north part of the building. Yeah. That, um, there are times when I'm there late or just by myself, and there's, it feels like somebody's in the room. Kind of like right now. Yeah, I mostly just hear footsteps of. Oh my god, I'm floating head. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's Donnie Miller the <laughs> second. Ah! He's cool though. He works here. He works here. He he's no, no he's, he's very much alive. 
he died 17 years ago. <laughs> yeah. The what? Well, he, yeah. That's a very good <laughs> oh question. <laughs> um, good question. Anyways, yeah, yeah, I mean, I willingly came down here this morning with no one else in the building and it was a kind of unsettling because I'm like, what if I do see something? Mm. But I'm not, I've never been afraid of it like hurting me ever. It's definitely not that presence as Aubrey was saying. But there's definitely a male presence. There's a little girl presence. Definitely yeah. a little girl. And I get kind of like a caretaker-y, like maybe a nurse or something, like the heels that you mm. heard. Oh, yeah. I feel that kind of a connection here. And it used to be, wasn't this building a children's dental office or? It was a dental office. There was some yeah. sort of a children involved. And I kind of get that like caretaker-y feel. And that's why there would be that connection to protecting the medical records or there's fillings in an incinerator down here. There's someone's protecting what used to be here and some of the items here. That's a good point. Those are the, the main ones that I pick up on. Definitely the little girl, just the playful and then the kind of maternal caretaking kind of vibe. Yeah. Very fair. Yeah. Absolutely. Like yeah. we're haunted, but we're like safe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good point. It's like yeah. a fun. It's like a fun haunting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No poltergeists here. Yeah, no. No. Yeah. Or anything like that. I just, yeah. If we remain respectful and peaceful towards it, I feel like we'll be fine. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Right. I'm dressed in riot gear because it's a <laughs> video game character, not because I'm aggressive. I'm just already spooky, so I didn't bring a costume today. That's okay. I'm just, the only thing I'm worried about though is we've been doing these renovations with the building. What kind of conjurings are gonna be stirred up here? It's not up to us. That's yeah. the only, I've been thinking about that. <laughs> with the, the, the renovations that we're doing with the podcast studio, and then if we just wanna expand a little bit more, what are we gonna stir up? I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I think it's just how we go about it. Hopefully we go about it way better than whoever's trying to prank us right now. Um, They're not very good at it, by the way. I think it's just going to be how we go about or I guess how the crew goes about it. I think if things mm. down here are disturbed, that seems to be where most of the like energy, spirit, whatever connection seems to be. Um, down here, I don't really get anything up in our podcast space. No. <laughs> yeah, no. It's just kind no. of there. Um, I think you just tread lightly but that's up to the crews i'm not doing the renovation so it's not coming home with me there are some of us who haven't had any experiences like kevin says he hasn't had anything yeah. he's a big spooky happen. guy too kevin likes yeah. the spooky dark but then some of us like i've said we've unexplained things have happened yeah like bangs on the wall footsteps Maybe it's Cheers, choosing rotating. certain people to present to. Maybe it's like, oh, that's Kevin. He's cool. I don't need to worry him. Exactly. Yeah, there so was. People are gateways. Because Kevin would probably be like, sup? <laughs> like, <laughs> Kevin probably be down with it. Yeah, Kevin would be like, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's so many theories and studies and what have you, but. I do want some Mothman encounters so bad. Yeah. Don't we all? We love that for you, Kevin. We could all be so lucky. Yeah. Mothman, you're watching this. <laughs> Sponsor? Hit yeah, us up. Please. Like and subscribe. Leave a comment. 
you got a museum i know that pulls in a lot of money um, but he hasn't been seen in some time really right. i haven't kept up on the allegedly um, on the sightings i haven't been down there anyways point pleasant mm. you had a mothman shirt on the other day i did nice yeah good for you okay ethan dane yes i'm really excited for this next part you don't say oh i say because uh because this is where it gets uh, very interesting. Is that right? Yep. Because I want to hear your personal scary encounters. Are you sure? Oh, I'm positive. Very positive. Okay. But Dane, we'll start with you because I know you have a you have an, you have an appointment to get to. You have you have an errand to run. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into it. What I want I want to hear all about it. What do you have? Oh, you're asking me. Yeah, don't ask. Yeah, I'm passing it to you. Okay. So the question is, some of our personal experiences with the unexplained, if you will. I'm going to try to keep this short because there's a lot of details. But um, I've shared this story with a few people. And this happened about nine years ago, give or take. I was working on a feature film at the time because I was working in movies, doing grip and electric work. And... There was a movie I was working on up in Manistee, and we were shooting on the whole, like 90% of the movie was shot on the SS Milwaukee, which is mm. a decommissioned ship in the harbor of Manistee. That ship's cool. It's excellent, but it's also haunted, <gasps> believe it or not. <gasps> and so we found out the hard way, by the way. So. What they do is around this time, around Halloween time, they do haunted, haunted tours of the actual ship itself. So, because the ship is haunted. And so they take people through, tell them the stories about this, this, or that. And, um, but when we were filming on the ship, nobody had any idea that it was haunted. You know, it was just a great location, and that's why we were shooting there. And so, I remember some of the first experiences there are three main ones i can think of and the first one i'll talk about is we were at lunch one day and we were in the bowels of the ship this where they had um the meals set up and whatnot and i was sitting across from the key grip at the time and we were talking face to face with each other and we were about the same distance as you and i are right now and um, he looks over his uh, right shoulder all of a sudden. He's looking over his right shoulder, and I'm like, I'm looking too. And I'm like, what are you, what are you looking at? You know, what's happening? And he, it, he doesn't say anything, right? And so the, the sound guy, the sound mixer, comes over and sits right next to him. And then the key grip asks him, hey, did you just tap on my shoulder? And the sound mixer's like, no, nah, dude, I just, just got here. You know, I just sat down. And then I say to the key grip, I'm like, I can vouch for him. I was looking at you the whole time. Nobody tapped you on the shoulder. Come to find out, there is a ghost on the ship that likes to go around tapping people on the shoulder. That's one of the spirits on the ship. That's kind of cool. Classic. And so, <laughs> mm -hmm. another story is myself and one of the PAs, we arrive early one morning. We're walking up the stairs on the side of the ship. And as we get to the top of the ship itself, 
we hear this blood-curdling scream. Like, I'm talking bloody murder type of thing, right? Blood-curdling scream. It was- it just seemed very out of place. It was a beautiful morning, the sun was cresting over the horizon, no cloud in the sky, a fantastic fall morning. Except for the scream, of course. So, the PA and I look at each other, and we're like, hey, did you just hear that? And he was like, yeah, man, I just heard that. And so we don't pay it any mind. And of course, we find out later that there are screams heard all the time on the ship. And they claim it's this lady in white that haunts the upper deck of the ship. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> yeah. There's always a lady in I white. I've seen I know. that movie. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But this one has one as well. I'm telling you. And so the third and final experience I had on that shoot was it was at lunchtime again one day and the key grip and I we were just you know done with our meals we were just walking around we were checking out the ship kind of doing some exploring went into some areas we weren't supposed to uh, that were dark so you know we had our mag lights and that's the only way we can get around and so we're going from cabin to cabin and the cabins are immaculate they're exactly how they were in the early 1900s. Nobody's touched them at all. So, there's a deck of cards on a table in one of the cabins. And it was a game of solitaire. Like an old deck of cards. Like way back in the day, man. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I just flip up a card. You know, what if I continue the game of solitaire, right? Yeah. I thought it was a great idea at the time. So, the key grip standing in the doorway, right? I walk in. I flip a card. Lay it down. And as I lay the card down, something whips against the side of my head. I look to the key grip and I say to him, Hey, Matt, did you just... Did you just do that? And then he just starts to, to giggle. And then I'm like, okay, you did. Funny. Because I thought he was trying to scare me. Whatever. And then he um, continues to giggle there, and he gets louder. And I'm like, dude, what is wrong with you right now? He says when he gets scared, he starts to giggle like that uncontrollably. And I'm like, well, what do you mean you're, you're scared? And he says... Dude, I, I, I didn't touch you. I'm like, oh, okay. And then he, he backs away from the door and he starts to leave. And I'm like, dude, you can't leave me here. So I, I bolt out of there <laughs> to come back here. Yeah. So I, I bolt out of there. I follow him. We like go up the ladder to get out of there. And we just we, we get out of the restricted area there. So that was like it was a like an actual physical. I was going to ask. Encounter. I was like, did something like like hit you or did it like breeze past your face? Ethan, I'm gonna recreate it here for you. Alright, I'm scared. It did this. It did yeah, that. I don't like that. That's what it did. <laughs> so I, I could go into more detail. There there's tons of other things that happen on that shoot, but those are some of the ones that stand out in my mind. Dang. How long were you on the ship? For that we shoot? we shot on that ship for three weeks. Everybody encountered something. Pretty consistent the whole time? It was consistent the whole time. Interesting. Everybody had a story. Wow. 
everybody had a story. Interesting. Yeah. Want to so, go there? Yeah. What as you that? should do a haunted yeah, tour of the SS Milwaukee. Real bad. Sweet. Visit Manistee. Pure Michigan. Nice. Pure Michigan. Sponsored. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks, Dave. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop out. It's been All a joy. Right. Yeah, dude. Thanks so much here. for coming on. Yeah. Um, you gonna wear that the rest of the day? You know, I, I just might. I just might. It looks comfy. It's actually it's uh it stretches, so it's very comfy. Yeah. 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 Great. All right. You guys have a good podcast. All right. Thank you, Dane. Thanks, Dane. Be safe. Bye, Dane. <laughs> for those of you listening, Andy, our CEO, is joining us, taking hey. Dane's spot. Taking Dane's spot. I don't know. The seat's a little warm. Yeah, Dane, Dane likes to keep things warm. Okay. What's I up? I don't want to elaborate, but... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to leave that one right there. <laughs> we are sharing scary experiences. Oh, sweet. So we will jump over to Aubrey, and then we'll jump back to you. Okay. And then I'll do mine. I really don't know how to narrow it down. I've got a lot we've established. I'm kind of a spooky person already. We like that, though. Yeah. Do you? Um, uh-huh. Wait energy. till I tell you the truth. Wait, it's the energy you brought. <laughs> yeah, so as we kind of talked about and what I've picked up in this building in this basement is I'm big on energy. I've got, there's a lot of intuitive and low-key psychic things on both sides of my family. So I've got a double dose running through my blood um which is kind of fun to tap into it might sound a little weird but we like weird too i like to kind of tap into it and explore that a little bit because who knows um but yeah a lot of my experiences are our energy and more so with people that i know or people that were close to people that i know um i had a psychic reading done a couple of months ago that I'm honestly still kind of recovering from. It was at this like mind, body and spirit expo. And it was like, if you buy a certain amount of whatever at this woman's um, booth at this expo, she would give you a free reading. Um, And she ended up pulling me aside after my reading and just being like, there's a lot coming off of you. You have a lot of this energy. I just need to talk to you more. Is everything okay? Yeah. And this was after she had read me like a book. Like, I think so often there's kind of like a stigma where if you're doing these readings, they just say super blanket statements that can apply to everyone. This woman pulled things out of her brain that there are there's no way that she could know this about me. And one of the biggest things that she mentioned and actually why she pulled me aside was there's this very strong female presence, female energy that she says is is watching over me and protecting me and trying to get through to me, trying to send me messages in whatever way that works. Um, and I've always kind of felt that too, but never thought too much of it. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's my my dad's mom. She died when he was very young in a pretty tragic way. And I've just always felt strangely connected to her. Um, and I look like her. Some of my facial features are a lot like her. Um, and my first experience I remember with her, I was maybe 10 or 11 in my family's garage. And I opened this box of stuff and I found a hairbrush and a, and a mirror. And they were both matching, gold-plated, very fancy. And there were hairs in it. And my dad came out and was like, that's my mom's. And I just remember holding that and just feeling like frozen and just tingles through my body. 
and I just almost where you want to like drop it because it's so kind of shocking and like volting and then I just kind of didn't really think much of it and I have some of her things in my home now and I have a picture of her hung up and I just I feel her all the time and I do a lot of meditating and I've gotten better at it because for me it's really hard to shut my brain off but as I've gotten better at it things like that start to come to me midway through meditations I've seen my grandfather uh, who passed last year I've seen my dad's mom my grandma Joyce and the messaging messaging whatever that I get through meditations are similar to what the psychic told me when she was reading me and that had been going on since before she told me so it's not like she put that in my brain and that subconsciously comes through meditating it all kind of lines up and I think it's really cool I love tapping into that it's kind of cool thinking that whatever remnants of my grandmother's spirit who I obviously never met are with me somehow whether with her possessions or walking by her picture on my wall or her blood in my veins it's just kind of cool knowing that that's that's with me and it's almost comforting um yeah and I've, I've had experiences with my best friend's grandma passed less than a year ago and there's some things that I haven't told my best friend about that and just being around personal belongings of people who have passed I pick up on that yeah yeah scary to others I guess but I I really enjoy it and I'm reading a book right now about how to kind of interpret messages from the other side and from loved ones and I'm a full believer in that so cool that's awesome I'm like full sweat right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, that's yeah. heavy, that's heavy stuff to talk about. Yeah. Well, yeah, and as soon as you start talking about that, sometimes people look at you like you're crazy. So, <laughs> you know, it sounds crazy, crazy, but so for me, it's it's it was something that was really scary at first, and the more that I've dived into it, it's a little more comforting, and I'm a little more chilled about it. But it's working through it. Yeah. yeah, it's important. I think it's cool. So, cool. Yeah, if anybody cool. wants to connect from the other side, let me know. Aubrey's available on TikTok. Like the Long Island, <laughs> 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 like the Long Island medium lady. Like, yeah, I don't know. It. I can't really pick and choose. Like, I couldn't be like, "Ooh, let me talk to your grandma." It just kind of happens. Yeah. But a conduit of that sort. Yeah, it's all about energy and especially personal belongings of people who have passed. Really, uh, speak to me. It's not Horcrux. Well, that's for another week. Right. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, Aubrey. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thanks. Good luck. You're leaving? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I should. She's like, poof, it just and disappears. And that's it. I'll leave you with that. Sleep well. She's up in a little cloud of sparkles. Yeah. <laughs> I float away. I may get up my broomstick and fly home. Yeah. Later. Yeah. <laughs> Whee. Yeah. Yeah. It's my turn. We have enough tape. Yeah, I want to hear this. <laughs> Andy. Yo. Dane says you have a lot of good I have scary a, stories. They're not, so there's only two that are like, what? But I have a lot of trauma in my life, either direct trauma, adjacent trauma, or experienced trauma around me. Mm-hmm. One, because I was a news photographer for so long. Yep. Two, because that's just what it is growing up in the West. It's kind of trauma-centric. Yeah. Um, and then three, 
uh, it just sort of like is always around me in weird play in weird mm-hmm. ways. I mean, like ghosts, totally okay with ghosts. One huge Ghostbusters fan, but two also like growing up in weird places that I've grown grown up. There's always been like that scary house or that spooky house, but then like it's like oh yeah, we'll walk by it. And then you walk by, you're like oh that's a real thing. So yeah, there's lots of it. So I, I could go on and on and on, but I can kind of pick out a couple if that's what we're. I don't. I mean, I was gonna say depending on depending on how long and intricate the stories are, well, I'd say I'd say one. You or, know me. I know. <laughs> so how about we do one? <laughs> no. Okay. So I can think of. Okay. I, I'll keep it. I'll, I'll keep them tight. These will, these will be yeah, these yeah. Will be good versions. Yeah. Okay. So the first like really early on experience I have with like ghosts or energies is um where i grew up in white sulfur um spring white sulfur springs montana it's this small little town eastern middle sort of part of montana we lived right across the street from a castle and it's like we lived on a hill and if you've ever been to central montana white sulfur it's an actual castle it's a stone building with turrets and it's like this guy named byron or sherman byron sherman b sherman brought all this granite from the mountains built a giant stone mansion to live on a hill on the top of the hill so we could watch over all of his sheep farms and it literally has turrets it's super cool um we'll throw a link in the description for it because i mean it's very much just like a cool place my house is right next door to it and so we always heard oh there's a ghost in the castle there's a ghost in the castle and you know you think okay whatever it's a ghost in the castle in the winter it gets really dark really quick in Montana. And so when you were walking by, you would just, there's a different energy in this. And this place is a museum in the summer, but in the winter, it's just closed up. And there's a bunch of stories about this, that, and other thing happening in that place. But there has always been this sort of reoccurring story of, like you guys just said, a white ghost in the window, in this one window that was the kid's room and the kid died on the property there. She's either kicked by a horse or killed by a family member or there's a bunch of different stories, but she died while she lived there at that age. And so it was always this funny, like, oh, you'll see her at night. You'll see her at night. You'll see her at night. Well, being a high school student and being that age and having friends that are kind of weird like I am, we're like, we're going to stay up one night and we're going to watch. Because my dad had always said, because my dad's office window faced that window on the castle because it was right across the street. And he was always like, oh, yeah, she's there. And we're like, all right, fine. We're going to sleep on the front porch <laughs> and we're going to watch for her. You're going to sleep where? On the front porch. The front, <laughs> the porch. front porch. Yeah, like right? and subscribe. Like yeah. and subscribe. What? All right, anyways. So we're going to sleep on the front porch. And so my buddy Brett and I, and I think my friend Sadie at the time, she was there. I don't remember if she was there or not. We, I had a video camera at the time. We rolled the video camera on the window and we were going to stay up all night and watch it. And we're going to catch this ghost on camera. And we were determined to do it. So we start rolling and we're hanging out and laughing. And it gets really late. And it's like 2, 3, 4 in the morning. And it's cold. It's like November in Montana in like a 6,000 elevation. It's like 30 degrees. So we're like, we got to go inside. We got to go inside. And so we're like, no, we're going to 10 more minutes. And so we're all watching. And we start to sort of doze off because we're in that. And then all of a sudden something happens. And we're like, wait, what was that? And we just see like something in the window happen. And we're like... It's it, this is it, this is it. So we're like watching and we're waiting. And then we sort of were like, oh, that wasn't anything. And we all turn and we start talking to each other. And like out of the corner of our eye, just something sort of appears in that window for like, I don't know, maybe three, four seconds. Not quite sure what it is, but it's like, it's something that's not supposed to be there. And it's not a reflection because it's dark out. Right. And we're like, 
holy crap, that was a thing. And, you know, we're hyped up. And so I'm like, roll the footage back, roll the footage back. So we're like, we got it, we got it. So we look at my camera and it's one of those old mini DV cameras. So I have to like rewind and then play and then like get in there. And so we get to that part in the footage and we're like, sweet. And we're watching and we're watching and we're watching and nothing happens on the footage. We're like, oh God. And then all of a sudden a white frame, the whole thing, one white frame on camera, the whole frame is covered. The whole thing, just, just one solid white flash frame and then picks right back up. Not like it's supposed to be there. It's just a flash frame of white and it burns the whole image. And so we quick, we're like, oh, holy crap, we've got it. So we roll it back, we download it onto my computer and we're like watching it in the camera. We're watching it on the computer. We play it back in Premiere, nothing. Real Nothing, just the footage plays fine. But when you watch it back in the camera, there's a white frame. So we're like, okay, something spooky, you know, that kind yeah. of, that's kind of one where we're just like, oh my God, that's so crazy. And then a couple of nights later, we're like, we're gonna try it again. And we're wandering around like, I don't know, must've been like one or two in the morning. And my friend Brett and I at the time, we're walking up the hill cause we're gonna wait till it's later in the night to try to find it. And we're just standing like kind of looking up at the castle window. And we're like looking at the, because there's like four windows and she's supposed to be in this one second window on the second floor. And she just comes to the window and you can just see a, a girl sitting there. She kind of just is looking out past us and we just frozen solid. We're like, oh my God, there she is. There she is. This We're watching this happen. And she just sort of slowly goes away. And then Brian and I start freaking out. They're like, we didn't, what, what do you mean? We're not going to do it. Like, oh my God, what did we just see? And then for like the next couple of years, we would see her all the time in the winter about the same time, just like totally, oh cool, there she is. And so now it's just like, just kind of one of those things like, oh, we see the ghost in the castle now. But it was just that weird, like she showed up on camera for one second and then we started seeing her regularly. Yeah. So it's kind of like, what the hell kind of thing or beep, sorry. But you know, <laughs> technically, yeah, technically we were so, yeah, just that, that whole ghost in the castle thing. And then there has been a couple of other like things in my past, you know, being a news photographer, I went to a ton of tragedies, which allowed for various connections to them on. Like I went to a car crash. We were like one of the first people on scene. Yeah. Those are people wandering around back there. I, I heard, but I heard someone's feet, so I'm <laughs> nice. waiting for it's them to fine. pull their head in. Yeah, no, I know. So there was other ones where, like, um, car crash, 16-year-old girl veered off the road, probably because she was inebriated or tired. She veered off into a road, went out into a field, crashed, and died. And it was a really foggy morning in, in Central Florida. Mm -hmm. And I remember rolling up on scene right after first responders, because I was on call that night, and... In, in the morning in Florida, like early morning, it's really foggy in a lot of these places. And so there's all these first responder trucks on one side of the fog and I'm walking through the others and you can just like see through the fog. You can just see the silhouettes of people being cut out by police lights and stuff like that. And her mom showed up and you just heard this wailing of her mom and that just hits you so hard. And you just, I just felt like, oh, I felt, I feel terrible for this person. I can't like, I have to do my job and cover the footage, but like, Oh, what a person. So throughout the morning, we learned more about this girl and we learned how like she was this really big person and she did a lot of great things and it was, she had this great future ahead of her, but she, you know, she died in this car accident. So we're just like, how do we tell the story? And as a news photographer, you're kind of like looking for those pieces and angles to try to help tell that story a little bit. So after everybody cleared, 
we came back for our noon live shot after shooting the package, talking to the, te the teachers and the mom, the family and things like that. Came back for our noon live shot and I was just gonna get some footage of like where this car had veered off into this field. And I'm by myself, everyone had cleared the scene. And I'm walking the path of like where the car was after they pulled it all out. And I was rolling in a, in a way to sort of see like, we were gonna do this whole like walking stand up piece and the car was gone, but you could see sort of the form of this car in the dirt and in the, in the grass and everything like that. And where she had died was just open and we we're this wide shot. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, you know, I kind of want to just say a prayer for her because I kind of, I, I felt horrible, but you could feel like this is that energy. And like, as I'm sort of talking to her and talking and just saying, you know, I'm really sorry, this, this is a fact, you know, whatever you kind of think in your brain, this little butterfly just comes and lands and lands right on that spot and just chills. And it's just this, I have this burned into my brain of this shot through my camera of this little butterfly just hanging out and then like going and then gone. And it's just like this really poignant moment in sort of that supernatural connection of capturing the story, but also like, I don't know, it's one of those little like, burned into your brain wow. mm -hmm. brain things it's just it's just this wild thing because like i don't think i've ever seen a butterfly in florida where we were it's like swamp yeah yeah and it was just this strange little like but beautiful looking butterfly that just shows up and then lands and takes off and we sent that whole package out and it was this you know people commented on it and stuff like that but it was just this very like unique supernatural kind of moment in that that was something like all these people saw it but only you really, really knew felt what, like yeah. the gravity of you could that. feel like that was sort of a, a moment for some reason it was just weird yeah i've got lots of others that's crazy yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought of like four more from news yeah right as from you news you get that. into that and you get into these really weird yeah kind of things but yeah it was yeah crazy yeah. and then you get to the building and i heard you guys talking a little bit about yeah. it. yeah 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 the building's a whole other yeah it's a whole 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 thing. thing, as you can see. Yeah, no. <laughs> what do you mean? But yeah, ghosts have always been, spirits <laughs> and things have always been kind of around. Uh, my story isn't very poignant or heartfelt at all. It's just kind of terrifying. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I'm in. Um, right. So grab your popcorn because uh, we're gonna dive deep. Let me set the stage for you. You might have heard this. You might have heard this. I can't remember. Jamaica. 2013 I'm a sophomore in high school and at this time I am going to youth group um, part of all the mission trips go every Sunday every Wednesday whenever it was um, and this mission trip was going to Jamaica to a deaf community in the mountains and we were helping them rebuild a church they had up there that had been decrepit for a while if you ever go to Jamaica or if you've ever been um, it's a lot of ruins. I don't know the history of the country as to why that happened. If it's just storms or, you know, um, war, whatever it is, earthquakes. Um, it's just a lot of ruins, a lot of people taking housing in ruins, and a lot of just empty shells of what used to be. Um, just, just very eerie. It's a very eerie country. It's very beautiful. Um, so we go to this deaf community in the mountains we're doing like heavy cement work we're doing 
we're watching the kids for them while they go off to their jobs. We're helping them teach their vacation Bible school for the kids and whatnot. And it's super fun. And our reward was they let us go up to the top of the mountain to the abandoned chapel up there. And they were like totally safe. Um, there's no like falling, like none of the structures falling right. or crumbling Walls or anything. Walls aren't gonna crush yeah. you. Right. All you kids, go, go have fun, go yeah. play. Go play in the Go <laughs> hang off of whatever you can. Yeah. Um, so we were like, yes! Cause we, we always love playing sardines on these youth group trips. So we get up, we get up to the chapel, it's midnight. And we start playing sardines, of course. What's sardines? Sardines is like hide and seek, but multiple people hide depending on the type of sardines you're playing. Everyone else has to find them, but when you find them, you have to fit into the space with them. Solid. Oh, sure. No matter yep, yep. where oh. it is. Yeah, it's okay. so fun. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and people would just find, like, the grossest. Team like, building activity. Like, underneath no. <laughs> underneath 30-year-old pews, cobwebs. Right, and, gross. Like, just, yeah. Bugs crawling around. Yeah. Like, you're just yeah, asking to get haunted spot. at that point. Right. I mean. Um, so we're... We're a few games in. We know we know the ground rules, like where we're supposed to go and where we're not supposed to. There are right. like signs up, right, and everything. Danger. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like like we know. Um, it's like our third or fourth game. It's two in the morning at this point, and I'm start with a group. The sardines have hid at this point, and we're walking around, and my group gets smaller and smaller and smaller because people break off and they either find them or you just don't see them until the end of the game. And eventually I'm by myself. And as I'm walking on the first floor, I come to a set of steel doors kind of off in a corner, just completely um, away from everything else. And I'm like, that's new. <laughs> hey. No signs on that. I'm going to go through that. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> and this is like going upstairs in a haunted movie, in a yeah. scary movie, right? And imagine like heavy steel doors with like push bars like you'd see in like a middle school right. cafeteria. Yeah, totally. Yep. Okay. I push them open, double steel doors, creak open. They open up into this long hallway with one working light bulb in yeah. the center that's flickering. Solid. Solid. Yep. And all the wiring on the walls is exposed. There are doorways and windows that are either boarded, locked, or just blocked off in general. Perfect place for kids to be at the middle of the Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. And at the end of this hallway is another set of those steel doors. And I'm like, I want to go there. <laughs> yes. Because this is a good hiding spot already. Because I have not seen anybody else go in here so far or anyone mention it. So I'm walking down the hallway and behind me, the steel door is shut and it's dead quiet. New dimension. I hear the hum of the light bulb flickering on and off and that's it. I can't hear anyone else like laughing, running around anymore. It's just dead quiet in this in this hallway. So I'm walking, checking doors. Nothing's unlocked. I get to the end. I push open the other set of steel doors, and it's a staircase. This church is three stories. That's what we were told. There's a first floor, second floor, and then a smaller third floor. So I open up the staircase, and there are stairs going up. But there are stairs going down. Always go down. And I'm on the first floor. Yes. So as far as I know, there should be no stairs going down. Right, basement. Unless it's like some weird entrance right, to this right. church. And I'm like, I'm going to go down. Because yes. uh, no one else knows about this basement. 
Um, win sardines. And the stir, <laughs> yeah, and the, and the staircase <laughs> is quite nice. It's right, like yeah. you know linoleum. There's actual lighting. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I start going down, and I'm going down, and I'm going down, and there are no doors. There are no exits. Just me and the stairs at this point. And I go from nice linoleum stairs to just bare concrete, just like chipped, um, old, no no lights anymore. I have a little LED flashlight with me, um, and I just keep going down. Because I'm, I'm on a mountain. This can go down as long as it wants. Right. Um, You're stepping into a different yeah superhero movie. I'm so yeah, it's stressed whole, out right now. <laughs> um, and I mean, I, I, I'm walking downstairs for like, two minutes which doesn't seem like a lot but you shouldn't be on stairs for longer than like a, you know a bit. No. like 30 seconds right, yeah, you know 10 15 stairs yeah good great but I, I i've been walking for a while and i finally get to the bottom and the atmosphere has just completely shifted at this point i mean i don't know how deep i am but it's, it's in this mountain but i mean i i can tell that i went down pretty far and there is one more set of steel doors and behind them I hear footsteps and they're not any footsteps they are heavy boot footsteps and in my head that makes sense because we've been doing concrete work right and all of us have boots with us right so it's one of your friends. most of us are wearing them right and I'm like I got him I found him yep yep they thought they had a good spot but I found him and it is a good spot it's a great spot um, <laughs> so I'm like Let's let's do it. Push open the steel doors one more time. These ones are heavier, and they make a lot more noise than the other ones. And I swing them open, and it's just a it's a cement wall going this way. It's a cement wall going this way. The ceiling is lower than the one in here by just like a little bit, and I cannot tell how big this room is. I see nothing. It is bare concrete floor. Very important note, pristine. Whoa. It is in pristine condition. I, nice. No dust, no nothing, which I thought was even weirder. Yeah. Should be dirty if it's in the middle of a mountain. So I'm I'm in this room swinging my flashlight around. Footsteps have stopped at this point, and it's just pitch black in front of me. I cannot see anything. Um... And I'm like, I'm like kind of following the wall for a bit, but I can tell it just keeps going on. So I'm like, that's pointless. Um, and I break off and I, I know where the doorway is this entire time also. It's not an issue. And I'm going into the room and I'm swinging my flashlight around back and forth. Someone just jumps out. Just, just wait. I'm waiting for that. I'm like, <laughs> if they're going to scare me, they can scare me, but I found right. them. So yeah, it's all right. I win still. Yeah. But I think this, I think what was freaking me out a little bit was the fact that no one was doing that. Right. And I wasn't hearing breathing. Right. You were, I wasn't, was, there was no like solid. There was no like shifting any bodies. It was dead silent. Right. Because, yeah. And I stop and I wait because I'm like, I just need to hear them. I How need to hear them do something. It. And they start walking again. And it's directly in front of me. And they're a long ways away, but I, I can hear them. And I'm like, okay. And it's the heavy boot steps yet again like very heavy very slow they're in no rush so they i don't know you're there yet oh they know i'm oh, there they heard those doors slam behind me there's no way they don't know i'm there and my flashlight is on too so i'm 
slowly moving it, just like kind of moving forward, trying to find them. And they're still just walking back and forth and I'm still making my way towards them. Eventually, they start walking towards me. Yep, I'm gone. And I'm like, okay, now they're gonna scare me. <laughs> so I, I stop, I stop and I wait. And they keep getting closer to me. And I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And they keep getting closer. And I'm like, well, they can't scare me if they don't know where I am. So I turn my flashlight off. So it is pit, it's pitch black now. And I slowly shift my position. So the beeline they were making towards me, I'm not there anymore. Right. Get out of the way. But it keeps walking towards me, even though I moved. Nice. I mean, you can't trick them. But smart. Yeah. You're smart with So cars. at this point, I'm like, well, now hold up. <laughs> <laughs> Something isn't adding up. I immediately turn my flashlight back on because at this point, it's like 20 feet away from me. Right. And I can, would absolutely be able to see something. And I'm whipping my flashlight back and forth and I don't see anything, but it's still coming towards me. And I'm like, all right, yeah, it's time to go. I I'm going to die. So I'm backing up like with my hand out and I know where the door is and I'm doing it. And I'm doing it. And it's still walking towards me very slow. And I feel the door. I like fall through it. Um, I force the door shut, book it upstairs. And I come back out and I'm like, Okay. Right. <laughs> Everyone is gone at this point because they all found the sardines. I don't even know how long I was down there for. Um, but after the game is over, I, I didn't end up finding them. I took way too long wherever I was. Right. <laughs> Whatever dimension the I Dharma was in. The Dharma initiative. Um, and we all sat down afterwards to like talk about our days and whatnot. And I raised my hand immediately. And they were like, what's up? <laughs> and I was like who was in the basement with me like 10 minutes ago. And they were like, what are you talking about? Like what basement? Cause yeah. yeah Cause no yeah, one knows what, what no one knows about the basement. Right. And I'm like, one of you was down there with me and they were like, bro, there's no basement. And I'm like, I'll show you. So I, I bring them to the doors. The doors are still there. It wasn't like a weird, like right. ghost thing. Being doors. Um, show them the hallway. I'm like those doors on the other side, there's a staircase. Go look at it. And they went, they looked at it. They were like, Yep, those stairs are going down. And I'm like, don't go down there. They're like, oh no, we don't want to. <laughs> no one no yeah. one does. No, I'm good. They're like, I am amazed you went down there. And I'm like, well, you didn't say it was off limits. And they're like, well, we didn't know that existed. Right. So. That was a different dimension. Yeah. So mm. um yeah, that is my that is my ghost experience in uh, Jamaica. Saw what a, a place to high have school one. sophomore. Yeah, yeah, I was blown away. I mean So did you ever go back in during the mm. day? To that chapel? Yeah. No. No. Okay. No. I because th- I told that I told everyone what happened and they were like, "Yeah, we're getting home now." They were like, "We probably shouldn't." <laughs> mm. That's wild. And I was trying to, I was better at sign language then, but I was like signing to one of the villagers, like roughly. I wasn't very good at it. Like <laughs> roughly what had happened to me. People and footsteps. They they Help. were they ended up writing to me. They were like, "Yes, that place is haunted." Um, we know it. It's just like not typically a hostile presence type thing. Right. And I was like, got it. Cool. Yeah. Mm. And then they were like, you want to eat an entire scotch bonnet pepper? And I was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another story. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. But yeah. Yeah. I've, we've, 
just in doing different things and being in different places, I've seen a lot like or heard of a lot of those kind of like random one off like basements or like spaces like the castle I was telling you about in West yeah. There's a that same room where you see the girl, like there's a closet, like a wardrobe that you can like stick your hand in and it's like super cold. Oh, and you're just like, is that just cause it's changing air or is there something there? Right. And it's like beyond a rope, not by and this castle has no air conditioning. So it's like those like, Hmm, something like, is something it's just, it's just on the other side. That's yeah. why it's cold. Yeah. Aubrey, I know you have a, one final story. Bonus story. For I did. Yeah, I thought of it. It popped into my brain. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember when that happened. Um, it's probably. It's way out. Yeah. Sometimes things just come to the forefront. It was probably eight years ago now. Um, I was working in news. And there was a woman who had been missing from, like, the west side of Grand Rapids. She'd been missing for three or four weeks. And one day, I was living with, I was still living with my parents at the time. And one day, me and my mom went to run errands. And we came back and there was a bunch of, of crime scene tape up in this just dirt area. They were, our neighborhood was still being built at the time. It's these, this condo neighborhood over in um, Walker. And I saw the crime tape and all the cops on scene and Cop I just station. knew something, yeah. <laughs> and I just knew something wasn't right. I was like, okay, if a construction worker got hurt, there would have been sirens and an ambulance. You know, I, I knew the response, it seems like that. And that was not that. So yeah, I got on, I got out of the car. My mom dropped me off. Like the entrance of the neighborhood was where the construction was going on and we lived in the back. So my mom dropped me off at where everything was going down and I walked up to an officer. I was in plain clothes and I just was kind of like, hey, what's, what's going on? And I could tell by his response and his tone that something was up and that they weren't going to tell me. <laughs> so I got on the phone and I was like, hey, you got to get a photog down here. There's definitely breaking news. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. And there was a station really close to that neighborhood. So I really wanted to beat them there. Whole nother story. Um, anyways, we were first on scene and broke it. Um, right. <laughs> and it turns out they had found the missing woman's body in our neighborhood. Um, she had been taken by this really evil man um, that worked with her. And he had come on to her. She refused. So he killed her and he dragged her into this construction area and buried her in the dirt. Mm -hmm. And the construction equipment had dug her up um, just by moving dirt. So they had found her and her family came down to the scene. And like you said, blood curdling screams. I mean, you don't you don't forget that. Nope. That's one of the most painful things that you can hear. Um, and I had been working the night shift at that point. So I kind of realized that. I could have been pulling into my neighborhood at night when he was dumping her there. Oh, weird. Um, and I also had to park across from our neighborhood because it was a condo with HSA and all these rules, and I wasn't allowed to have my car in the driveway. Right. Your cars had to be in the garage. You yep. park in this visitor lot. So I every night I was walking from this visitor lot, which was right in view of where they found her, and I saw her a few times after that just her like standing over where they found her very late at night classic shadowy right. figure but in the clothes that she was wearing when they found her because i being a nosy journalist got as close to the scene as i could and i saw some of her i knew what she was wearing and i saw her through windows like i saw her in the tree line of our condo for a few a few times i saw her by where they found her um just for a while after that. And then after they caught the guy, I stopped seeing her. Right. 
because um, he was like on the run for a while. They kind of suspected him, but you have to have all kind. You can't just arrest somebody on suspicion. You know, they had to put the whole case together. So once he was arrested and I believe officially charged is when I stopped seeing her. But wow. I won't I won't forget that for a lot of reasons. But, but yeah, I just always I kind of put that in my brain is that she found peace somehow. Right. Like her family found out what happened to her. She had been buried for a couple of weeks um, before anybody found her. So I just kind of took that as she's now at peace, is no longer reaching out to this other side. Right. And that's why I'm no longer seeing her. But yeah, I'll remember that for a while. I, yeah. think, of, I think of her family often. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> And <laughs> coming up yeah, next. Always that. bringing it down. But yeah, anyway, first time um, scene. Um, I mean, wow. Yeah. Thank you, both of you, for hey, no problem. coming on and Anytime. sharing and listening to what spooky I have podcast. to say. I love spooky stuff. I'm love happy to talk stuff. about this stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, spooky stuff is fun. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Everyone, thank you so much for joining us for this uh, Halloween special, as Ooh. we like to call it. Super spooky, I hope. Um, if you ever come visit our office... Keep your eyes peeled. We'll keep that too. You might, uh, I'll protect you. You might see something that you didn't expect to see. Something something paranormal. Something supernatural, one might say. But uh, thanks for tuning into this one. Make sure you give our other October episode a listen. And uh, get out of our basement. <laughs> for your own good. Please. Believe it or not, we are actual video professionals, in addition to being total wackos on this podcast. If you like The Front Porch, make sure to subscribe to the channel. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and TikTok. We deliver best-in-class video content for our global clients in a range of corporate applications. We regularly work with product-based companies, corporate marketing teams, high-tech manufacturing agencies, and many more. If you're ready to get started on your next video content project, reach out to our team and let's talk video. You're welcome on our porch anytime.